Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and beliefs in our culture and Christian circles by renewing our minds. I have a question for you. Are you a liar, a stealer, a cheater, or do you swear? Well, I mean, I'm sure as believers, you've, you've been trained to avoid these activities, but I hope today I can convince you to do otherwise. See, I discovered that the more that I swear, the more that I lie, the more that I steal, the more that I cheat, the more I actually grow closer to the Lord. Now, now wait a second. Don't, don't, don't change the dial. Okay, I haven't lost my marbles here. Let, let me explain. What, what, I, what I want to talk about is the idea of swearing allegiance to Jesus and lying down each night and praying, learning how to steal time to read God's word, and then finally cheating the devil out of victory. So it's kind of a play on words here. But, but, but I tell you, sometimes when we do these things and they're, they're, they're word triggers, they help us to, to remember. This is the whole point of alliteration, right? The whole point of, of having you know, nursery rhymes or songs for, for memorizing things. And so sometimes, even in the absurd... Uh, it serves as a great reminder, really, how we should live and, and what our, our, our spiritual discipline should be. And so many years ago, when I was 13, I, I actually began to, to talk to God every night uh, before I fell asleep. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say I was a Christian quite yet, but I, but I was growing. I was learning. And, and these were more like, you know, conversations than traditional prayers since I didn't grow up in the church and I didn't even really know what prayer was. I, I just knew I needed to talk to, to this God that, that I supposed was out there. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was, but it was a great beginning to, to a relationship with the Lord. And so I began to, to lie every day. Every single day, which is really mind-boggling because uh, there wasn't anything I was as consistent with as much as lying every night in my bed and praying and literally falling asleep every night that way. Now, many times those talks were more like, you know, a, a child on Santa's lap asking for things. But as the years went by, I, I started to pray more and more for serious things and as I became saved and realized that the difference and the change and the, the reality of being saved and unsaved, I, I really began to have a heart for, for my unsaved family, my unsaved you know, school friends and neighbors. And so lying was a, was a great pattern that I set. And once I continually or genuinely became a believer when I was in college, my, my, my prayers took, took a radical shift. And and more of that focus, again, became on even my own frailties, my own sin, my own inadequacies. And, and, and I began to see great spiritual growth uh, through my prayer life. By the time I graduated, I, I actually began to, to keep a prayer journal. And uh, each night as I you know, lied in bed, I, I, would, I would pray about any and everything. And, 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 and I would write it down. And usually it was in bullet points. It wasn't a, 
you know, a, a poetical kind of a thing at all, just, just jotting down. And, and it was amazing to go back and to, to see how many things I had prayed for, to see how many times those prayers were answered and, and really to see the unique ways that those prayers were answered. And so I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time lying every night. Now, unfortunately, during that time, I, my youth, I, I wasn't a, a very good reader. I, you know, I, I didn't like school growing up. I didn't develop good habits. And, and so I wasn't a, a, a good reader at all. And in fact, I graduated from college as a history major and I hated reading. Now, if you know anything about history major, you know, that's all we do is we just read and write, read and write. I don't, and I'm to my shame, I don't think I ever finished one, one book uh, in my life up to, to the point when, when I got married. Now, after I was graduated and I got married and I had a, a new and, and great desire to grow spiritually, I, I wanted to understand everything. And there's, you know, as you can imagine, a lot of great theological questions and debates and doctrine. And, and so I began to read like crazy. And as always, time was always an issue. So, so I had to learn how to steal. I had to learn how to steal time, to steal time every day to read. I, I stole time from sleep. I stole time from TV. I stole time from sports. I stole, t- stole time from personal recreation and hobbies. And it was literally the best decision that I made was, was to steal time from sleep. And so in the morning, I would, I would start reading the Bible an hour each day before I would get up and, and, and go to work. And, and that allowed me time with the Lord and it allowed me to be actually discipled by God himself through his word. And as the years have passed, I continue to, to really struggle to find that, that big chunk of time, that, that big hour of free time. And so, so I've had to learn how to steal. And each time I do that, I've been so thoroughly blessed by that, that time of, of just really taking a, a, a bigger chunk and not just, you know, and I know sometimes, you know, I, you know, I'll even go and, and just read a Psalm or a proverb or, or even a favorite verse and just kind of meditate on it. But but nothing's better when I can steal time each and every day reading big chunks of the Bible. Now, traditionally, when we think of a concept like cheating, you know, we think of you know cheating on a test or cheating in your taxes, and and really what you're what you're doing is you're you're you're, you're depriving, you're you're depriving an opponent out of victory. You're you're depriving you know in the course of cheating in, in school, you're you're def- depriving yourself from from learning. And so I've learned to, and maybe it's because it's the competitive nature in me, but I, I've learned to, to love to, to cheat the devil, to cheat the devil out of any kind of victory, out of any kind of joy, especially when it pertains to, to me and in my life and in that struggle and that battle that, that, that God and Satan would, would have in, in a Job sense, you know, over, over my carcass. So the devil's schemes, I mean, they're all around us and, and each time we succumb to his, his empty philosophies, uh, we, we give victory to him. And so when we practice these spiritual disciplines like, like lying down each night in prayer and stealing time to read God's word and walking in the path of righteousness, we, we actually cheat the devil out of his joy. He takes great joy out of taking us down. That, that's, that's his job. That's his function. That's his, his purpose. He's the... He's the great accuser, as, 
the book of Revelation says. And the fact is that for us, you, you just simply can't serve two masters. You, you can't serve the Lord and serve yourself or, or, or the devil. Either you're a slave to righteousness or, or you're a slave to sin. Either, either you please God and you cheat the devil or, or you're playing into the, the devil's hands. And so the question is, are you playing into the devil's hands? Are you playing by his rules? Are you playing his game? Or are you actually cheating him out of victory? Are you actually defeating him? And so as believers, we don't have to play by his rules. We don't have to play by his games. And in fact, the scriptures are are very clear and, and warn us to, one, be on guard. You know, be on guard for for the the lures that are out there. You know, he, he talks about in Proverbs a lot. You know, a young man and and being succumbed by the the adulterous you know talk or the 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 sweetness of of honey that drips from the adulteress. That that's just Satan trying to to defeat you. The great example that we see is when in the audacity, and this just shows you how how aggressive the devil is when when he actually attacks Jesus in the wilderness. I mean, just think about that for a second. Think, think about the competition, or just think about the battle, the war that we're in, that, that, that if, if this Satan would go after the Son of God, do you think he would be restrained from coming after you? And so you have to fight against that. And again, when we, we go back and we say, well, well, how, how do we fight against it? Well, it begins with, you know what, each and every night and each and every morning and each and every day and throughout the day, you, 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 you lie down and, and you pray, you, you, you be clothed, you be blanketed in, in prayer, in, in nonstop prayer. You, you saturate yourself by stealing time every day and, and being immersed in God's word, we were talking about the concept the other day of 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 being of marination, of being marinated. You know, we were talking about steak and and barbecuing and just some of the the different ways that that people you know will make a piece of steak. And and for some, you know, it's it's a rub, right? And it's a lot of sauces and there's there's a mixture of spices and and different ingredients and herbs and and pepper and that kind of a thing. And it just gets rubbed on there and almost like a massage, you know, like a, like a deep tissue massage in the meat. And so you, you see the two hands just rubbing and caressing that meat with, with the spices. Or you, you put that meat in, in a liquid form and maybe you, you pour in some ingredients and you add some spices and it just sits there. It just sits there and it just, it, it, it soaks it in. So that the goal then is, is you take not just the, the piece of meat that's the carrier, but then also the other, the other ingredients and, and, and you marry them together. You, you, you bring them together so that the result is an end product that is, that is now new. It, it's, it's now different. Again, it kind of has that idea of being born again. You take this crummy piece of meat that's might even be, you know, rotting, you know, well, not rotting, but, you know, a couple of days old and you got a good discount at the, at the butcher, but you get, you know, you got to cook it now. Um, and, and you season it and you marinate it and, and then it comes out and it, it looks totally different. And I, I, I love 
the barbecue, right? The slow, the long, slow barbecue. And, and there actually produces a, 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 a new coating or a new layer on top of that meat. And so when it's done, you don't, you don't know the difference between the rub layer and the meat itself. It, it just infuses in. And so when we do this, when we pray every day, when we saturate ourselves in God's word, this then is how we empower ourselves to cheat the devil out of victory. And so come back. When we come back, we will learn more about swearing, lying, stealing, and cheating. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. If you're just coming back, we're talking about the great qualities, the great character attributes of lying, stealing, cheating, and swearing. That's right. Well, it's not like what you think. We're, we're talking about the concept of lying down each and every night and praying stealing time to find time to get into God's Word, cheating the devil out of victory. But it all starts with, with swearing. Now, not the old kind of swearing where you would curse, but, but swearing allegiance, swearing to devote yourself to God. Now, we don't we don't really do a lot of swearing. We don't really do a lot of oaths or, uh, you know, allegiance stuff, except for one area. And one of the traditions and one of the things I love about Rainier Christian Schools is that not only do we recite the, the Pledge of Allegiance to the U.S. flag, but we actually have three different pledges that we do each and every morning. And the first one is, is we swear allegiance to the United States flag. The second one is we swear allegiance to the Christian flag which I always find kind of funny that we're kind of have dual allegiances, but you know, that's, that, that's okay. We're trying to, to promote our country and patriotism. That's a great thing, but we we're, we're swearing allegiance to the Christian flag. And then we, we lift our Bibles up and we swear allegiance to the Bible. Now, aside from that, we, we don't do a, a whole lot of oath taking or, or swearing. Now, maybe if you're a, a judge, or maybe if you're, you know, and I think they're, they're doing away with this in, in the courthouse where you actually swear on the Bible before you, you know, you give the testimony, but, but we don't swear a lot. Now in the old Testament, you see covenants and you see oaths and you see, you know, different ceremonies where, where you would see a devotion to God. And that's really what we're talking about. And so the idea of swearing or to make a, a clear and, and definitive point, it, it has the idea of, of promising to be holy, fully, and committed to something. It's got that covenantal idea behind it. 
you know, when you were a kid and you really wanted to make a, a, a point of emphasis that you were telling the truth or that you would, you would come through, that you would, you would get it done, that you could be relied on. You would, you would say, I swear, right? Now, Christianity is not for the faint of heart. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. We, we are called to be fully committed as, as followers of Christ Jesus, our Lord, our Master, our King. Now, anybody could give lip service to God. Any, every, everybody likes the idea of heaven. I mean, I, I, you know, who, who, who wants to go to, to hell? And, and everybody likes the forgiveness part or the grace part and the mercy part. You know, God demands allegiance. And, and that's where the rubber meets the road. That, that's where all of a sudden, when, when we start really thinking about the full commitment, and, and all you have to do is, is go talk to a non-believer. Go talk to a non-believer and ask them, you know, why is it that you don't believe? Why, why is it that you're not a Christian? Why is it that you don't go to church? Why is it that you don't read the Bible? And, and, and maybe not in a, in a really direct way, but if you listen to what they're saying, what they're saying is, I do not want to swear allegiance to that God. I do not want to swear my allegiance to follow his word. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what they're saying. And so it begs the question, are we, are we, are, are, are we swearing our allegiance to God? Because if we, if, if we don't, then the chances of, of us lying down every night and praying, having communion and relationship with with the Lord God Almighty is is probably not going to happen. The, the, the idea that you would find it so necessary and so important to steal from yourself, from your recreation, from other things that you might want to do to to read the Bible, to read this document that's, you know, 4,000 years old, right? Well, unless you're fully committed Unless you're fully aligned and, and, and your allegiance is, is to God, why would you care if you deprived Satan? Why would you care if you cheated Satan out of victory? You, you, you might even think it's funny to be on his team. You might think it's okay to, to dance with the devil. Now, it wasn't until I was 18 that I could say that I truly swore allegiance to follow Christ, to follow him alone. I swore in that not to anymore follow myself. Most people don't walk around thinking, I worship myself. I'm God. They, they don't say it that way. They, they, they say it by removing God and, and by being autonomous and by making your own rules and, and by being so self-centered and so self-focused that your, your allegiance, your devotion is to you. And see, that's what Christianity calls you not to do, is you need to lay down your life and follow God. You need to have an allegiance. And we say allegiance because that's serious. That's a serious thing. If I say you need to accept God, eh, okay, yeah, that seems kind of passive, you know. I can do that. No, I want you to, to, to give your full allegiance to God. What do the scriptures say about these things? I mean, the idea of lying down each and every night and praying is—is is that just you know something that is is okay? Well, when we look at the scriptures, when we look at First Thessalonians three ten, 
It says we're, we're supposed to pray day and night, day and night. When we see 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we're supposed to pray with, without ceasing. It begs the question, how much are you praying? Are you praying three, four, one, five, seven times a day? Well, I mean, honestly, there isn't a number, right? It's just a continual or a continuous process. And it's funny because in my mind, I, I almost think of my, my day starting in prayer the night before. And then you, you think about what the last thing on your mind is before you sleep, before you dream. And to think that if you could spend some time in the Word and then spend some time in prayer, that that's then what your, your mind settles on. We look at the pattern of, of Jesus. You know, the, the night before Jesus is, is going to pick the 12 in, in Luke 6, 12, Jesus prays all night. That's a good start. It's a good start to do what Jesus does. But when we see the pattern of Jesus and how he prayed and, and even when he prayed and what time he prayed, and I know for me and I find myself, well, one of the reasons why I like to pray and read at the end of the night is, well, there's no time limit. I, I can just keep on going. And then we also saw in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26, where, where right before Jesus is going to be crucified, right before he's going to be beaten and tortured and, and, and put on trial, Jesus spends all night long just praying and praying and praying and, and communing with, with God. Now, it's, it's, it's not that easy to, to do these things. And that's why we have to learn how to, how to steal time. And so, you know, when we steal time, not only to pray, but, but to read his word and, you know, Psalm 1 says, look, blessed is going to be the man who meditates on God's word day and night. And so, again, we're, we're busy people. We, we've got to get up early and drive a long way to work and get to work. And, you know, before you even get to work, you're already thinking about work. And now with modern technology, you, you might even be working on your way to work. And hopefully you're not, you know, texting and looking at your phone, but, um, but, but we're working. And the scriptures tell us, look, we, we need to, to be in the word day and night. And like the Bereans, ex- not just reading it, but examining the scriptures daily to, as Second Timothy 2.15 says, to, to be diligent, to be approved workmen. And so the idea of, that we see in, in Deuteronomy 6 that, that says we're supposed to write the law of the Lord on our hearts well, the only way you do that is through repetition, time after time again. I, I was reading yesterday in, uh, about a young man who you know, had gotten his Awana Award. And I, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't realize what the, the Awana deal was, but it's 400. You, you, you have to memorize 400 verses. 400 verses. That, that's awesome. Steal time to read God's Word. And when we do this, then we will cheat the devil. Remember, we, we don't have to be passive in this battle. You know, in, in Ephesians, it, it talks about our spiritual armor. We have opportunity to defend ourselves, but, but we, we also have, you know, a shield. We also have the sword of spirit. We also have prayer. So, so we can resist the devil. We can be in the battle. And then when we think about swearing, we think about the idea of confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord in Romans 10, 9, knowing that every knee is going to bow, knowing that we are now slaves of righteousness, slaves to obedience, and that we're called to deny ourselves, take up our daily cross, and follow him. See, 
We we all have habits or or, or discipline, and if, and if you start the pattern in your life, and, and you build on these patterns and these good patterns and these good habits and these good spiritual disciplines, like praying each and every day, reading God's word as much as you can by by stealing time, then you will cheat the devil out of victory. But you need to be wholly and completely devoted to God, swearing complete allegiance to your master. That's the idea of the master, bowing the knee before the master, swearing allegiance. And you will be blessed, and you will have a long, prosperous, and fulfilled life. So the next time you consider swearing, lying, stealing, or cheating, think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.